Welcome to the Unmothered Podcast. Join me as we explore all the feelings and confusion surrounding the mother-daughter bond. Laugh with me, cry with me, and learn new ways to cope with what can be a very lonely existence without a mother to rely on. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello, peeps. We are back with a special episode today. We're actually um, podcasting from a Southern California home, and I have the beautiful pleasure of interviewing my oldest daughter, Ariel. And because this is Mother's Day weekend, we just thought it would be really great to have a conversation of all things about moms because now she's going to be a mom of three. She's due with her third baby in July. And so, Ariel, say, le- say hello. Hello. <laughs> so, welcome in, Ariel. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry you're in the hot seat today, but this is it. So, um, I'm always fascinated when I watch my oldest daughter being a mom and just all the things that are similar and different of how we've raised our children. And so we were kind of chatting a little bit before in the kitchen and um, just kind of talking about the differences between like what's harder, a stay-at-home mom or a working mom. And so I was a s- somewhat stay-at-home mom. I kind of played around with a lot of MLMs um, while the kids were little And so I always had my foot in some kind of business, but mostly was a stay-at-home mom. And then Ariel has become a beautiful working mother. And so I just want to ask you, like, what's harder? (laughs) Stay-at-home mom, working mom, both? I think both are harder. I think grass is always greener. In my opinion, it's harder to be a stay-at-home mom, which is why I'm a working mom. (laughs) Because So kudos to me. Yeah, kudos to you. Because I, I do. I think that's like the real superhero move yeah. is to stay at home with your kids. My kids aren't telling me, hey, you did a great job handling that tantrum today. Really proud of you. <laughs> Saw your growth. Like no one's giving me a bonus. No one's giving me get a paid time break. off. Yeah. yeah. There's no award that I get. You don't get, get to leave at 5 o'clock. <laughs> you don't get to leave at 5 o'clock. There's no days off. So for me, I always joke that work is my meditation. Like that's the easy part of my day is to go be with other humans, see a direct impact that I'm making from a project or an initiative, and then come home and spend a few hours with my kids. <laughs> <laughs> you spend more than a few hours, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I think it's it's much harder, but I think it it's hard either way. Mm-hmm. You're always balancing what your priority is. Do and you feel the mommy guilt when you're gone? Oh, 100%. I feel, I like almost cry every time I have to drop them off at school because I am like, it's, I feel bad. Mm -hmm. Hopefully I see you again today. It's like scary to leave them in someone else's hands. And, and yet that's what works best for our family. Mm -hmm. And that's what we've chosen. But yeah, I, I was just talking to my cousin the other day and she said her kid got sick after going to school for a week, you know, like the normal daycare yeah. germs. Petri dish. And she said, I felt more guilty having to call off work than I did wow. that I felt bad about my son being sick. Mm-hmm. And like, that's exactly what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Is like, it feels like the world is saying, okay, you you want to be a feminist? Do it all. Exactly. <laughs> and we can't do and it do all. do it 100%. Yeah, and yeah. we just can't. And yeah. so being a working mom is saying to the world, I'm doing it all. Yeah. But 
the reality is you can't at the same time. No. There's always a give and take. There's always a priority that you're actually giving to one thing or another. Yeah. So I'm either in some form neglecting my children mm-hmm. and letting them go to mm-hmm. a school that has people teaching sure. them and then prioritizing work or mm-hmm. being with my kids and saying work for, is second. Yeah. And yeah, sometimes feeling guilty. Yeah. I really don't like that phrase of like, you can have it all and do everything. I'm woman, hear me roar. I'm like, you can do it all. And no one's saying you can't, but like, you're not going to do it all a hundred percent with every single thing. Yeah. There, something is going to give. Yeah. And so I love that you said that because it it is a choice and you have to like realize there's going to be parts where you're going to feel very sad about one or the other. Yeah. Yeah. And as a woman, it's like, because men don't have to, like, no one calls a man and says, your kid is sick, come get your kid. It's like, it falls on you. Well, yeah. I mean, I've you changed do have, that. yeah, you're, we'll get into that. Yeah, you have changed. I'm like, girl, you, that's good. She has Julius take the kids to doctor appointments and stuff. I'm like, oh man, why didn't I think of that? But yeah, I think that's yes. like something, that would be something I would like to see more of is men really being quality fathers of like it's not just falls on the woman the mom Mm -hmm. to like do all the things when something falls apart it should be um both like Mm -hmm. so you can equal that out so you don't feel the guilt of it falling on you all the time because I think that's the thing too and then can't even get me started on single moms poor single moms don't even have anyone to fall back on so that's a whole nother thing but um I just I wanted to ask you like when you were little, what kind of a mom did you think you would be? And then have you lived up to that ideal or has it changed? I never thought about being a mom when I was yeah. little. <laughs> I, when I was when I was writing this question out, I'm like, I don't think she thought about it. No, being a mom. I didn't. I I I think you and dad both brought me up to be so independent mm-hmm. and more about my ambitions and goals in life, there was definitely a societal pressure that was, you know, find a husband and have that person provide for you. But for the most part, you both were more concerned about me feeling like I could dream big, do whatever I wanted, that I could be, I was smart enough and talented enough to do anything as long as I worked hard. So I really didn't fantasize about being a mom. I I always knew I would have a family but it really wasn't until I married Julius that I was like, oh, I want your kids. Wow. <laughs> I want your babies. Thank you for that, too, because they are beautiful. <laughs> That's cool. So um, so what would be some of the biggest struggles that you run up against today or just moms today in general? Like what are some things that are big struggles for you? Well, I'm in a season of like little kids, so... Yeah. It's the constantly surrendering to everything is changing all the time. And Mm. there's no... There's no plan. There's no plan. And you're a planner. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm a planner. And I like routine and I like... But that's just not how that works. Mm -mm. So I think finally I'm starting to learn with this child that you can't really plan for Mm -hmm. anything and that's also okay that Mm -hmm. like the coolest part about kids is that they bring up all the bad stuff about you all the like skeletons Mm. and make you address some of the 
things you thought you were in control over. <laughs> As we hear a child crying. <laughs> As we hear crying. my daughter screaming. Tell me about that. Like, what kind of skeletons? For me, it's been, like, my ego of oh. this is how it has to be, and if I okay. work hard, I should get this result, and yeah. that's not what motherhood is. Like the perfectionist in you. Yeah. 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 And the selfishness, too, mm. of, like, well, this is what I want to do. <laughs> So why doesn't everyone else want that's to do That's so this? good that you say that, though. Yeah, that's true. So it is just like a surrender to oftentimes, like Julius and I talk about this all the time, when we get upset with the kids, it's because of our own expectations yeah. of what was supposed to happen in our minds. Totally. And that's really just like a selfish thing instead of us like giving that up and being like, yeah, dinner's on the floor today. <laughs> like you're throwing it all over the place. It's not... We're not eating yeah, in a nice You don't like minutes. anything I made. <laughs> or like this morning. It was like, yeah, yeah we'll make it to the farmer's market by nine. And it's like, yeah. no, that's no, not happening. Not. And I could get mad at that or I could the best, release that. It was the best text. Ariel said, yeah, basically for the next 10 years, we're going to be late to everything yeah. <laughs> because yeah. that's how our morning's going. And I'm like, yep, that's pretty much what happens. Yeah. So, but I yeah. think that struggle and then as a working mom, just struggling to not feel guilty. Mm-hmm. The hardest part for me is I want justice and equality and everything. Yeah. And it's not like that. Like the mm-hmm. benefit of me getting to carry a child in my body is also kind of a curse because, mm-hmm. you know, when for this baby, like as complications have arised, mm-hmm. my husband doesn't have to tell his work about that. Like, I have to adjust my work schedule. So true. And now every time, like, something changes and I have to adjust, Mm -hmm. I have that guilt of, well, what does that mean about my value at work? How do they view me differently? Mm -hmm. And my husband doesn't have to do that. And again, it's out of your control because the baby is, you know, you're pregnant with the baby and and whatever complications come and you have to go to the doctors and stuff. Yeah. It is on you. There's no one else that can carry that. So yeah, yeah, there's a lot of pressure for that. Yeah. So just trying to navigate through Mm -hmm. wanting it to be equally distributed and also feeling the, I guess, blessing that, like, I get to be connected with this baby. Like, yeah. me and all my babies have gone yeah. through all this stuff together. I know. And, like, my husband doesn't get to feel that. Right. But it's it's still a struggle to constantly have to make these choices of, like, mm-hmm. do I – and I know a lot for my friends, too, and family of, like, it's more expensive – for them to pay for childcare than to go back for totally. to work. Yeah, that's so, where we ended up in yeah. our, with you. Yeah. Uh, or actually with, with Dom. Dom. Yeah. yeah, is we decided it was more expensive to pay childcare. It was half my paycheck. Right. We're like, well, what's the point of that? And so then we were like, well, we could just do a budget and then stay at home. Right, but... but how unfair that that falls it is on unfair. you. It was unfair. It's yeah. like you didn't get to choose, like, yeah. but I still love to work or I yeah. would like to contribute to society in a right. different way. Still wanted to be a part, which is, you know, what I ended up finding with different yeah. kind of jobs and things to do that little bit of um, part time. But yeah, it is, it's just, it is something that men don't have to think about because right. they don't carry the child. So there is a lot of, and then not even to mention like all the emotional things you go through. When there are these complications or different things that happen during your pregnancy where you're like, what's going to happen? And again, feeling out of control, right? You don't have control of it. It is where you're like, okay, Lord, take the wheel because I don't really have control even if I 
don't want this to happen. Yeah. It might happen anyway. And so I think um, the emotional side of that as a mom and then giving birth and then having to like zoom into, (laughs) okay, now we're in the motherhood, but it's like you've had all of these these emotional feelings during the pregnancy and Mm -hmm. stuff. So I think it's just so much more than what people expect, you know, and also as a woman, you don't, you you have no anticipation of that until it actually happens to Mm -hmm. you. You can say like, this is the kind of mom or this is how my pregnancy is going to be. You have no idea until you're in it. And that's um, kind of the good and scary thing of being pregnant and becoming. (laughs) (laughs) It's like prepare yourselves, women, because you 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 can't even fathom like what's down the road. And I love that you said too, like with each pregnancy, it's been so different Mm -hmm. and so many different things like during the pregnancy, and so. You can't even say that, like, once you yeah. had a child. And and it's just like when you and Dom were born, it was like, I had you. And I was like, oh, yeah, we got this motherhood thing down. She's a perfect child. And then we had Dominique. <laughs> she was a little wild. So, um, but, you know, it's funny because it's like you have these kids that come out of the same body and they're completely different. Mm-hmm. Even I was talking to my friend who has twins, and she said they're completely different. Mm-hmm. And they were born minutes apart, mm-hmm. which is so fascinating to me, just thinking about that. So love, love the free spirit. So what would you have done differently if you had to start all over again with the first child? <laughs> um, I don't know that I would have done anything differently Mm -hmm. because it led me to where I am today. Mm -hmm. We'll joke a lot that if we didn't have kids, we would have so much money. We could do whatever (laughs) we wanted. We could literally spend the holidays abroad, how nice our life would be. And we we like jokingly fantasize about it. But then I also say like, I would have been at the same job for years and I never Mm -hmm. would have tried to gain more without kids because like my kids are the ones who pushed me to see I didn't notice that I was the only woman in the room full of executives until my son was born like I until I looked in the room and was like wait I don't see his face in here Mm. and I don't see my daughter's face in here Mm -hmm. that's a problem Mm -hmm. and I don't think I ever would have realized that had I not had kids or I didn't know to advocate for more money or more time or more flexibility Mm -hmm before I had kids at work because I didn't have it's to do not a priority. Not yeah, ready. you know. So I don't know that I would have done anything different. I mean, I made a lot I still make a lot of mistakes. I'm definitely not perfect. I think with my daughter what was nice was that I had the knowledge of someone so much more resources like mm-hmm. therapy pelvic floor physical therapy oh my god speak to that I'm so mad (laughs) I'm so angry because I'm like why is that not being a priority for every new mom yeah now as an old lady I'm like that pelvic floor is not in good shape and you know that was such an eye-opener when you said I don't feel right like you started really advocating for yourself for your body yeah 
And she got in touch with like a therapist that the pelvic floor exercises, massage, all these yeah. things. We didn't think about any of that. Your body has gone through so much trauma. Uh-huh. And we just go in and the doctor goes, how you doing? You good? And we're like, well, kind of. And they're like, yeah, that's just new mom. Okay, bye. Right, you're See, normal. It's fine. Like they just shoot yeah. you out the door and you're like, I don't think I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> man but the crazy thing is there's actually so many resources out there for moms all of the resources I get to use are through my hospital like it's all paid for by my insurance but I didn't know that was available to me because I have to get a referral first Mm -hmm. and the doctor doesn't just like no give it out which is wrong and I know it's kind of frustrating it's very frustrating because I just talked to a young mom that said she did tell her doctor she wasn't feeling right Mm -hmm. inside and they were like oh you know that just happened and I'm like no that's not okay yeah yeah they'll just kind of wave it off it's the it's the curse of knowledge within doctors is you see the same things all the time and most of the time it's not a problem right and you could easily walk out the door and say yeah I'm feeling a little moody or depressed Mm -hmm. and it's like yeah well it's just baby blues it's fine Mm -hmm. but you have to really know yourself and mm-hmm. listen to your body. And I wish I, I guess if any, if I would have changed anything, it would have been knowing about those resources sooner and being more comfortable in my OB's office because mm-hmm. that's the person that could grant me all of these other things to say, I, I need this. I want this. I want this to like, I wish they had a right. checklist though of like, because yeah. I know like I did have postpartum and they just, it, Oh, you're having baby blues, but yeah. I had, really violent like thoughts and things and and I remember feeling so alone and I remember telling the doctor like yeah you know I guess I'm all right I don't know like to really hone in on what they're not saying like their body language and stuff I think that's more important and I think just because I'm doing more body and story work I'm noticing that more of how much I've ignored that Mm -hmm. in myself and so I really try to take the cues now to see that in you guys and others like like I could tell the other night just when you got on the phone, I was like, what is wrong? Yeah. Just by your face. And you're like, nothing. And then started to cry. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, of course, like you can see that. And so I I wish that doctors would hone in on that because you can say you're okay. And how many stories have we seen recently where moms are like, they're not okay. Yeah. And it's not good. It doesn't end well. And I I just think that like for me that would be an advocacy that's just across the board. Like guys push for yourself because yeah. if you're not okay don't let one doctor say like oh it's just baby blues just say nope I think it's more mm-hmm. I really want to investigate this or just inwardly your body has gone through this trauma it's like if you don't feel good inside and in, in your body like you need to let them know like something's yeah. not right it's hard because I can see from the doctor's perspective you have so many patients coming in and out. You can't do a full body scan on them and be like, are you sure? Are you sure? They have all the checklists in place, but the flip side of that, the like two way street of it is it's your responsibility as the patient to say, and that takes so much courage. Mm -hmm. Like every time I, I have to like work myself up to be like, I don't feel normal. I don't feel like this is not okay. I need more help. I need more support. And even then I can get in and they'll, as soon as they say, everything looks fine. I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm fine. Yes, that's the thing. Everything looks okay. Yeah. So everything looks okay. Right. But you know your body. Yeah. And your mind. Yeah. And you're like, something's not okay. Yeah. Okay. So that, so, okay, listen to that because <laughs> if they say everything looks fine, 
but you know it's not fine, please speak up and yeah. say, I know I look okay, but something's not right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. All right. So tell me, last question, Miss Smarty Pants. <laughs> so I want to know more. I know you you wrote this fabulous article on LinkedIn. I didn't even know you had posted it, and I was scrolling through, and I was like, hey, there's my girl. <laughs> and um, so under Ariel Corrales, you wrote this really good LinkedIn article. So tell me about that and a little bit about like what you're... Well, with my last two pregnancies, I have worked for small businesses and in Mm -hmm. those situations oftentimes there aren't enough benefits in place Mm -hmm. for moms to take a paid leave Mm -hmm. and then come back when they're ready and in both of those scenarios it was very traumatic Mm -hmm. for me to have to experience what it felt like to put so much work and effort into my job and to not feel supported as a working mom and that really fueled me to be some sort of advocate in my mm-hmm. own right to say, I cannot let that happen to another mom. I can't let that happen to anyone that gets hired at this next job or in the next role. Mm-hmm. So what can I do about it? And the blessing from this pregnancy has been because I know that every pregnancy is so different, but I also chose to work for a company that honored my ability to own what Mm -hmm. I want to see differently. So at this company that I work for now, they had a paid leave plan in place, but they didn't really have the fullness of the plan for what it looks like when someone announces their pregnancy to while they're on leave to what happens after they come back. Mm -hmm. And that's the gap that we're missing often at work is it's not just Sure, take six weeks off or 12 weeks off or whatever it is. Which, by the way, it needs to not be six weeks because you <laughs> yes. are not ready to go yes. back to work. Right. Yes, that's a whole nother topic. But <laughs> it also needs to be for both parents. Mm-hmm. Both my husband and me should be able to take enough time that we can bond with our child and come back slowly in a way that still feels connected to the team, that still feels like people are were in talks and both the manager and the employee are feeling supported in how to move forward mm-hmm. so that no one's feeling resentful because that's when people leave. Yeah. And that's what's happened. I've left like five different jobs mm-hmm. in five years, mm-hmm. <laughs> seven years, something like that. Mm-hmm. Because every single time, even if it was said verbally to me, yeah, 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 we'll support you. It's yeah. fine. It wasn't like that in policy to where right. it wasn't like that for every single person or it wasn't actually the way that I needed it to be mm-hmm. when it was all said and done. So I took it upon myself this year to create what that looked like as a full extended leave guideline. And I'm really proud of it because it's also been something that we use for anyone that's needs to take a leave. So if they're sick right. or if they have a parent that's sick and needs oh, to take care of them or any time they would need to step away from work for yeah. a long period of time, they could use this guide to make sure that them and their manager feel really aligned on logistically how that works and how that works emotionally to make sure both sides, it's all about communication really. Like you're saying with the doctor thing, like as an employee, if no one's asking me how I am, I might not say how I am. And if we're all working remotely, you feel like you're on an island Mm -hmm. and no one's thinking about you because they Mm -hmm. don't see you every day. Mm -hmm. So to have this dedicated space to say, this is, what this should look like. This is the space for me. It looks like every month right now I meet with 
my managers and our senior leaders to say, this is the latest baby update. This is what's changed. Okay, logistically, what do I need to do from here to make sure I get the leave I need? And we get to have those conversations. Yeah. And it's our, our dedicated time to do so. So good. So, yeah. Whew, girl. This mom is proud of you. (laughs) So thank you for being on this Mm -hmm. episode. So proud of you. And I just want to say happy Mother's Day. And I love you. Love you too. (laughs) And until next time, peeps, this is the end of this special episode uh, with a special girl. And um, also there's another special girl behind the scenes. So I want to thank Dominique for always being my... uh, backhanded man there taking care of everything so proud of my girls that's my mother's day gift is i get to sit here with my two beautiful daughters and um just have a completely different experience than the way i grew up and so happy and proud of that until next time i hope you guys leave a comment rate the podcast and go on the unmothered podcast on instagram and Give me any kind of information, any kind of questions you guys may have. If you have comments about this episode or any others, uh, just start the talk on there so we can get this thing growing. And I will see you guys next time. Bye, peeps. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you want to get connected with other women who share your unmothered heart, head on over to my private Unmothered Facebook community group. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review for this podcast to help me share this message with other listeners. All the links mentioned in today's episode will be in the show notes below. Bye, peeps!